Cubs are up one. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. Well, I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Let me tell you. Flat. I just, when that open what? plays. What? I get so excited, and I just want you to know Do that you? recording our podcast, even though sometimes it feels like work, because we just have to weave it into our schedules now. I was now. getting paid to be work. Well, it's yeah. volunteer no. work now. But it is so much fun oh. still. And I know we don't do like a morning radio show anymore, but I still nope. love doing this with thanks. you. Well, thanks. It means a lot. How's everyone else? I felt like that was very personal. She was just talking to me there. Yeah, that? but I thought about it last <laughs> night. I was like, you know, there are people who are still following us, which is crazy yeah. because out of sight, out of mind, I totally Especially get it. Especially for radio people. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody kind of mourns your 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 loss for like a few months. Like and four, then, No, like, like 48 hours. No, uh, I wouldn't. I'd say a couple of months. But still, after that, like... You just find something yeah. new to listen to. So I, thanks. I had someone thanks say that. Here. I had someone say that the other day about because um, I was uh, I was fucking around with Dave Bondi on a Twitter. <laughs> Who's da- a, who is Dave Bondi? TV anchor in Flint. I was talking some shit with him, and um, he said something like, uh, "Oh, well, you know, people always talk because we'd never met each other." He said, people always talk very fondly of you guys and, you know, your work here in Flint won't ever be, you know, forgotten anytime soon. That's awesome. And the first thing I thought in my mind was, um, that's so nice, but you're lying. Like, like no. just, it's hard for me to take that. I'm like, no, they're not. Uh, I think everyone forgets. I'm going to disagree me. with you. Mm. I'm not going to, I'm not saying like they're going to have like Pat and AJ signs in their front yard, uh, but I don't think people are yeah, going to forget. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Cause my, seven, uh, we spent seven uh, years on what was like the number one station. Yeah, but in the problem Flint. is there's like fucking shows that have been there for like 90 years. They, like there well, were yeah, other because, shows. Because they don't fire them to save money. <laughs> well, they eventually did. <laughs> but um, then they just jump for, to, from station to station. Yeah. No, I guess you're right because the, I, I, my dad, right? So my dad and his wife, they live in Iowa and they live in a small town but the radio they get us from des moines right and they basically listened to whatever you know the version of uh you know it's maybe an oldie station whatever out there in des moines and they kind of have the similar relationship they often tell us about with another morning radio team right it was a not a husband and wife but a guy girl you know waka waka in the morning yeah and they said oh we used to listen to them all the time uh, they threw this big New Year's Eve party and we bought tickets and my dad was like, remember, he came over and we yeah. talked and my dad was really like, it was kind of cool because I'm like, all right, this is what I do for people. Like, I never yeah. see this side of it. And my dad was like, oh, it was so great. And they were so nice. And then, of course, and then just one day they're gone. Oh, Jesus. And they don't say nothing. I, and then I tried calling the station and, and they said, we, we wish them well on their oh, future God. endeavors. And, and like, that was the funny part that I'm like, okay, so yeah, maybe there is someone still telling that story, but the story's going to end with, and then they were just One gone. day they were just gone. <laughs> Radio is like a sick person who doesn't do anything to help their condition. They it's just like, keep make, they keep making it worse. It's like a, uh, uh, and um, they keep bitching about how, oh, the state of radio is terrible. And then they just keep firing yeah. everybody and expecting it somehow to get yeah. better. And it doesn't. It's I like can't a, imagine why. Like a COVID patient that like didn't get the vaccine and doesn't want any, uh, uh, any help. treatment. Yeah. Like, we're fine. We'll figure it no, out. No, you're not. So uh, welcome here to the 82nd 
episode of the Pat and AJ podcast, which we hope you haven't forgotten about. Of course, subscribe on whatever platform you listen to. It's always free. And when you subscribe, then you'll get them like boom on, like you'll wake up and it'll say, hey, dummy, there's a there's a new podcast. I'm always amazed at the amount of people that listen to it, like before I even get up in the morning. Yeah, like they're, it's they're, a morning routine because yeah, you wake up and you can hit me it. about yeah. it before I'm even having my first cup of coffee. They're like, oh, my God. So we thank you for being here on this very special Halloween spooktacular spooktacular <laughs> extravaganza episode because we realize that this is going to be dropping on the 29th of October, right? 29th. Yeah, that's tomorrow, right? That's tomorrow. And then uh, Halloween's coming up here on this Sunday. So, which, of course, means on the day it's going to drop, the 29th, um, no one's actually going to be trick-or-treating. Not, that, not even Wisconsinites. When do you guys, weirdos, um, do it again? I didn't realize we were weird until yeah. I moved out of Wisconsin. Um, but it's not everywhere in Wisconsin. It was just the Milwaukee yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. Trick-or-treats on the Sunday before Sunday afternoon before Halloween. That's right. So, so, so this if, year if, is if, actually on a Sunday. So, so they so it makes sense they'll actually be trick or treating on Halloween, but they it's like from like two to four in like most places. Normal years, if, if it's like, on a Wednesday, you go that Sunday afternoon before it. That was crazy to me. I didn't know that wasn't normal, but but then I I I always never understood in scary movies because I am a horror lover. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they all, look, all these cute little fake towns and movies go trick-or-treating on Halloween yeah. night. And then Pat goes, that's, that's how most did. places do I it. I remember <laughs> I bitched the first time that they're like, oh, the, the, the Halloween is me. I'm like, what do you mean the Sunday before? But do you remember um, in central Wisconsin, it's, uh, lacrosse was a Sunday afternoon. I remember that. They did that. They, it wasn't on Halloween. Yeah. Central Wisconsin was on Halloween mm-hmm. at night. Um, Flint, Michigan was on Halloween at night. Hell yeah. Um, Seattle, our son was not old enough to trick yeah. or treat. So, and then that's when I was on Ghost Hunters. So that's I, when you, you weren't even there. I wasn't yeah. even there. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, um, we just found out that trick or treat, it's even funnier here in Arizona because I'm asking, I'm because I work on Sunday yeah. till like two o'clock. So I'm like, all right, I want to plan my day because I love Halloween. And I, I asked on Facebook or Meta. Whatever the hell. Don't get me started. Um, I'm like, hey, when's trick-or-treating in Oro Valley? And everybody said, there's really no set time. It's just like, you know, sunset on Halloween till about Let's 8. That's the way it's supposed to be. I don't remember any of that shit in Chicago, man. It was just pretty much. A free I, for all? I just remember my grandparents personally had a rule. Like, they wouldn't answer the door up until a certain time. Like, <laughs> like we were, I, I remember once we were eating dinner. If I remember correctly, we ate dinner at like 6.30. Got some early trick-or-treaters. when the wheel was on. And I remember, yeah, we were eating dinner and like you'd hear ding dong and someone knocking and like, you know, everyone like, nope, too early. Nope. <laughs> See, yeah. that's, you just put a bowl. But, you put a bowl of candy out for oh, the early. That. Tr- Not in the city of Chicago. <laughs> then we gone. Uh, we are going to be speaking uh, with a little bit later in the podcast. Uh, Rusty Carroll, who is a member of um, the UPI Utah Paranormal Investigations. Uh, formerly, he was part of a ghost group that I hooked up with in Salt Lake City when I worked there back in 03 to 05. Because that's what radio people are asked to do around Halloween is come up with fun Halloween I wasn't stunts. asked to do any of that shit. I just did all it. that on my own. I was the night guy. I was the uh, fucking 7 p.m. the night guy. Yeah, I you're the party guy. I could have pulled my dick out and beat it on like the <laughs> mic. No one gave a shit what I did. They didn't care what I did. <laughs> How else would I have gotten away with doing? I was on. Let's 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 think about this, okay? This this uh, Rusty's going to come on and join us. We're going to talk about ghosts and my time with them doing an investigations uh, in in Salt Lake City. But I mean, this was a nighttime hip hop 
show, right? I was number one, or it's sometimes number two night show in the city. It was me and the alternative station would fight back and forth. And, you know, we're, we're playing fucking Ice Cube, okay? And then in the middle of West Side Connection, you got me going, all right, guys, let's stop for five minutes, and we're going to talk about ghosts. I mean, it was fucking absurd that anyone let me do what I was doing, you but, were, but the, you were number I'm, one too. I'm so happy they let me in. It's because I worked for like an independent broadcaster. I didn't work for like a fucking iHeart or, or Cumulus or Citadel and all that bullshit. It, it was like an independent. I think like our CEO got indicted and was like a cokehead or something. Like oh. It was crazy. Well, at least he ran a good independent radio station. <laughs> so I was able to do whatever I wanted. And I hooked up with this ghost group and used to on in the months of October, on Fridays, I would air these ghost hunts that that we would go on. So cool. And I love it. I'm just happy, honestly, that my kid is still in the tr- trick-or-treating. He is 14 going on 15. He's a freshman in high school. I'm not going to lie to you. I think I stopped doing that shit in seventh grade, and that's when I switched into, uh, you know, raising hell on Getting Halloween. Getting into trouble, yeah. We would go out, and you'd do the egg fights. Everyone had yeah. eggs, and you'd, you'd call them egging each other, or you'd have shaving cream. Or, or you'd TP somebody's house. Or you'd TP house, and it was just, you know, we just... Causing problems, basically. Yeah. I, I'm so glad we've kind of gotten over that, because... No, no, but see, there's different phases, though, because, well, yeah. because then you go through the... You know, you do that for a while, and then all of a sudden, you grow up, and now Halloween is to get as fucked up yeah. as humanly possible, which I've also done. Done and ended up and ended up in a county jail on, on Halloween. Nothing better than being loaded in Halloween costume in a county jail. That was a bad night. Um, but you know, so it seems like progressively you do worse shit. So I'm kind of happy that my kid at 14 is like, I got a costume idea. Well, and I and I'm think gonna go out. Everybody is so like open now to saying, look, you know, because I always worried about your son. He's 14 yeah. and he's like what six he's two. Six two. He's we just had a measure. He's six and then two. when he's got like last year, he had a costume with a mask. This year, he has a costume with a mask. Yeah. I'm like, he looks like a grown up going trick or treating. Yeah, he's not. And Once you look at his face, he, he has a, a, a oh, baby he's got. Face. He's got Baby face. He's got a baby face. But at the same time, I think I, I see that on social media all the time now. Like, yeah. look, it doesn't, you know, if somebody comes to your door dressed up, give them some yeah. freaking candy. Like, it's not going to hurt you. Just do it. Did you see the thing they were trying to do this year with um, the blue uh, buckets? It's supposed to be like if you have a blue pumpkin that the child's on the spectrum. Oh, who's calling me? Potential spam. Don't uh, want to talk no. to them. Um, not, that's not a new thing, though. That's not a new thing. No, but I it's, saw, been, like, it's been building up the last. Say, few yeah, years. this year was a big thing. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I, my my kid needs a special bucket or anything. No, I mean, it's, I, you if know. anything, you'll know my kid is on the spectrum because he gets really into character. Okay, oh, he's too into character. He's, he's going to talk to you only in the character. <laughs> well, I hope everyone does have a great Halloween. And listen, I joke when I say you know you grow up and you do some fucked up stuff on Halloween. I've also had some of the most funnest Halloweens, and I hope you have those wild fun party times and you know enjoy just it, it no matter what you're doing so it is the halloween spectacular Are you gonna dress up who me yeah. no I have, I have nothing to dress up as this but year. i said you should dress up i think it would make you happy this year to dress um up. no i think it's I, fun to dress I, up. i'm gonna be good just kind of hanging out hanging out okay. you know i mean i i did it's it's easier to throw one together in the midwest because it's like cooler and like i think the one year i just threw on like the, the jason mask with the yeah some some of my normal clothes out here it's like i'm slightly concerned about my costume for yeah. this year uh, you have a costume based- what yes what are you I'm going as Turd Ferguson. Turd Ferguson. Oh, in that's honor right. of Norm Macdonald. Right. I, for, I forgot. 
I, I have to, my next step in the costume is to make the Jeopardy. By um, the way, she's not going out anywhere. Like, oh, like, no. like, don't think she's going to a bar no. or to a costume contest. She's just doing this I'm literally doing for this herself. I'm just doing this to hand out candy. Yeah, it's for I, the gram. That's why she's doing it. All right. It's like for the no, IG. Like, it's like, there's no, no real reason. it's for me because I love Saturday Night Live. And I think Norm MacDonald was one of the funniest characters on that show ever. And the Jeopardy bit is legendary. And that's my way to pay homage. Burt Reynolds. That's not my name. Okay, Turd Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, what do you want? You buzzed in. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Yeah, well, that's your opinion. I hate my job. The answer was mustard. Mustard is made from mustard seeds. Mr. Reynolds, it's still your board. Yeah, well, uh, why don't you give me, uh, <clears throat> why don't you give me ape tit for 200? It's not ape tit. <laughs> it's a petite, never mind. Let's just go to animal sounds for 600. So this goes back to my Salt Lake City, Utah days. Oh and, my gosh, is it that that long? Yeah, you did it is before I even met oh, you. Wow. Yeah. Um I've always had a interest in the paranormal. Uh my mother, for as insanely Catholic as she was, was also really into ghosts. That's and, right. She used to have uh ghost books in the bathroom. Yeah. Like oh. like stacks. Yeah. Which I loved. And as like a little <laughs> it was my place to hide from her was to sit in the bathroom and read her ghost book. But but you know, as a kid, she even took me on like uh ghost tours in Chicago. We had a famed uh researcher there named Richard Crow, and I actually went on like his like bus tours of all the places in Chicago. So um I don't know what the what what got me to do this. But when when I was in Salt Lake City, Utah, I was hosting this nighttime radio show and I said, I really want to do something for the month of October with uh, with the paranormal. And so I did a, a quick, I don't even know if we had Google back then, but I did some kind of search and <laughs> I came up with a local group. And on the horn with us right now, uh, live from Utah, I don't know where he's called. Where, where are you calling from uh, uh, in uh, Utah these days? Still living in Salt Lake City, just outside in the birds there? Oh, Taylorsville, Utah, which is just outside of Salt Lake. Okay. Uh, this is Rusty Carroll, everyone. And Rusty... Oh, it, I know Rusty now. He's on your Facebook, isn't he? That, that's how uh, I love it. That's how you know Rusty. <laughs> yes, he is on my Facebook, which is now what is that? Meta? It's oh, Meta now. No, it's always going to be. It's always going to be Facebook. Shut as up. in, <laughs> I met a guy named Mark Zuckerberg. Um, so Rusty Carroll, uh, one, it's it's so awesome to have you on this podcast, my friend. Thank you so much for uh, carving some time out of your day. You're welcome. And when we first met, refresh my memory. What was the name of the group, because I know it's changed by now, but but what was the original name yeah, of the group back then? The group's name was UGRI or Utah Ghost Research and Investigations. Yes, UGRI. That was the one. And, and and that is that group dissolved now? Have you guys kind of transformed into something else? Yeah, it was, uh, well, the worst part was is one of the members got divorced and the person that was managing our webpage <laughs> uh, that was part of the divorce, and he just canceled everything out. He deleted the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's... Everything we had, we had 
so many things, hundreds and hundreds of pictures and conversations. He just dumped it all. Oh, that's wow. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like you know <laughs> oh when you God. have a when you have a band that has one too many members who are married to each other. Like as soon as they start getting divorced, <laughs> the band breaks up. So, um, yeah. okay. So now, are you guys still like like together today in any sense of the we're form? Still together, a few of us. We don't do as much, but now we're called Utah Paranormal Investigation. Okay, so that's UPI. That's the new I one. I like that. Very nice. So I hooked up with Rusty and um, really, I mean, your entire family, man. I mean, you had your wife and your daughters and it seemed kind of like a family affair. And do you want to just like, like kind of tell us about that? Because it really was, like you said, kind of. Well, basically it was my middle daughter and her husband started it up with some friends and I had some really nice cameras and equipment and they wanted to borrow it. And I said, you can't borrow it, but I'll go with you. Because I didn't trust him with, you know, $3,000 camera. <laughs> <laughs> but I says, I'll go with you because it sounds interesting what you guys are doing. And then that's when we just kind of grew from there. And we started doing a lot of different investigations. And, that, you know, pub, that's when we made the website and publishing everything on there. So people kind of knew what we were and what we, what we were all about. And, and it just kind of grew from there and then expanded. We picked up a lot of different members from different parts of the state, which was nice because it gave us contact with people we would have never been able to go, some investigations that we would have never been able to do. One of the great ones we did, I know it wasn't with you, Pat, but it was we went and did the, what that place up in Brigham City, Logan, that was called the Baron Woolen Mills. And it was an amazing place that we got to go to because the building's gone now, unfortunately burned down. But they used like slave labor, child labor back in the day, you know, back in like the 19, early 1900s and little kids died in there, were built making products. And that was, so it was very interesting. We even made it, they even put us on, uh, the guy from one of the reporters from KSL went on an investigation with us once. Oh, really? I mean, I was wondering because, yeah, like the way... I was just going to ask, is that how you guys kind of connected? Was this for like a radio stunt? It was, I think, to be honest, I'm going to tell you where where the actual idea came from. The actual idea came from a very short-lived show on MTV called Fear. And it was a show, and you can't even like find it anywhere like it's not it's not like bootleg on it's not or bootleg it's gone but fear was like a show that they did um where they took regular people to haunted places and they would basically strap them with the cameras and, and and all that but they would do more like challenges like you would have to you know sit in the room by yourself for 10 minutes and the more challenges you did like the more money you got so there's like, oh, a, like cool. there was a game show element oh sh- i kind of remember watching remember? that yeah so i remember going man that'd be so great to do but like on the radio side because i was thinking just really big with like the radio show and i i swear to you rusty i think when i taught I, I i may have gone on the air and just said does anyone know a ghost group and someone i think called and gave me your guys's like information mm-hmm nah come on your show a few times and we talked about it and then we set up some investigations with you yeah like uh, you got to work with them. yeah we we like, went out like like we brought more he was funny rusty you know says he has his equipment right like like then we yeah. 
came with all the audio stuff, and we were kind of like trying to do an audio version of the MTV show. Did for, you guys have like the big microwave truck and everything with the no. huge antenna? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Those like were that. always my favorite. <laughs> no, but um, but I remember I was calling it Fear Fridays, and that's great. Yeah. And we would on Friday kind of, because as you can imagine, right, like a TV show can air 30 minutes of, of an investigation, but a radio, I'm, I'm kind of held to. Yeah. So I would split it up over like four or five segments. Sure. So I'd say, all right, here's our first segment. Here's our second. Here's our third. And we'd have you guys on. And one, I can't thank you guys enough for like allow, you know, letting me come into your world with my people and um, be with you because it, 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 it really was like my first step back into that world. And thank you guys for that experience. In fact, um, you, we went to the Capitol theater with you. Yes. Yes. That was, we went a couple other places, but that one was worked out pretty nice. It was really, now we got some good stuff. And the people at the theater were there and cooperated with us. And they weren't real big on letting people inside like that. Yeah, I remember that was like a big deal. Cause you said like, Hey, the Capitol theater is allowing us to come in now. Now just to like prep people on this, tell, tell folks about the Capitol theater. Cause who knows where they're the listening Capitol, from. Or you said castle, the Capitol, Capitol. Capitol okay. Capitol theater. Yeah. An old theater that, you know, was way back. It was built back in the late 1800s. You know, back in the day of just live theater, that's all it was. It still is. They never show movies in there. They still use it for small performances and stuff. And they claim to have ghosts. They even have one of them they named him. They named him George. And uh, so that was kind of like the big thing to go is to go and see George at the Capitol Theater. We got a couple, we even got a picture of him when we were there. Oh, that's cool. The place that, that, oh, man sticks out in my mind and I don't remember the exact name Rusty and, and and maybe you can remember it there was a home that was abandoned it was a circle oh the circle house there we yeah, sit simplest <laughs> name in the world like, I could remember the circle house that is yeah, that remember you telling me about in, that it was out in a little town called Harriman and it was one that nobody could explain why it was haunted but the family literally they built this house it wasn't that old, and they had so many problems, they literally walked away from this house and just what? left it. Yeah. So they built the house? They built the house. They wow. built it. And, and what was weird, it's all, it was all, everybody just called it the circle house because it was literally in a circle. Okay. And it had three stories, and nobody really knows why it was haunted because the house was probably... I know this is a while back, probably only about 20 or 30 years old. I was just going to say, that's usually not the story with most places that have reports of hauntings. They, as have, they, history have, they and... have hundreds of years of history and terrible things happen. That's crazy that the family built it and it was haunted and they left. Well, and not only, and, and I mean, when, when Rusty says like they picked up and left, I mean, like there was a thing that stuck out in my mind was there was um, a deck, right? And there was a big deck on like the back quarter, back half of the house, which, you know, you can imagine with a circle house would be, would, would be kind of cool that was literally stopped in the middle of construction what so they weren't even done with it yeah no they were completely done with it they just had so many problems even with the construction there was a couple of rooms that weren't finished yet and they walked away from this house that's crazy I mean, you've got to think about that. I mean, think about, I mean, what it takes, I mean, (laughs) in today's housing market, but I mean, any housing market to just say this is too intense. And and walk away when it's not even done. That was the only place where I felt like where I went, there was something bad there and something bad. Very bad. Yeah, very bad. 
you know, I'm one of those people that, you know, I was kind of a skeptic at first, but when we started doing it, there was times I would get the feeling of something weird. And when we went there, I'll tell you, I, I'll, it may sound funny, but I felt like pure evil. Yes. Yeah. It was like whatever happened here before they built that house was bad. Yeah. And we never could find out. We tried. Yeah, I remember. It must be something with the land because houses, yeah. a, a new house like that that's not even finished doesn't have enough history in it. I mean, I remember you guys, someone even like, like, like they were trying to get a hold of the bank because I think at that point it was in the hands of the bank because the people walked away from it and like the bank didn't yeah. know what to do with it. You have a half unfinished, you know, house sitting out there and we couldn't get any information on it. But I remember that was the one place where, yeah, it felt like evil. It felt like when I was leaving, there was almost like, I remember walking away from it and there was almost like you could feel someone walking behind you, Ew. like to, like to get you out, oh, like to just so say, creepy. you, you, you need I, to leave. you need to leave. I don't want you. Oh, is, that, is it still there? No, they actually finally uh, tore it down. Yeah. Good. Probably <laughs> just uh, leveled it. There's nothing built there yet. We've driven by a few times. Nobody's built on it. You know, so you got this. And with the housing market, what's happened the way Utah's housing market is, I'm surprised somebody hasn't tried to say, let's build on it. Yeah, because I remember it even had like a, a little running creek or something behind Gotta it. Got to get like, a bunch yeah. of paranormal yeah. groups together I and know. toss in all your money and build something there oh, that you can just me. investigate. <laughs> the interesting part about all this is that when we all started doing this together, this was at about the same time. And when I mean the same time, I mean the same month that the original Ghost Hunters television show debuted. So I don't want you yeah. to... So it wasn't like we were really in a ghost renaissance. Now you have like all of them, right? You got Ghost Hunters. I was going to say, the last ghost, 16, ghost, 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 16 ghost. years has been pretty incredible for paranormal t- TV. But this was like 04, 05, and th- like, that was the, like that had just started on TV. And I remember asking you guys, like, hey, you watching that new show? And I remember like that's when the movie EVP came out. Yeah, which I was saw a, that. It was a terribly bad movie. It really was. Um, but, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was I was so disappointed with but, that one like, like wasn't that with michael keaton that or was with like michael that? keaton yes. yeah. <laughs> um but that was all stuff i mean this was again before it was kind of in the mainstream consciousness um i'll never forget by the way when i moved in with you which yes. was 2006 yeah in milwaukee i was so excited that you had cable because i could watch ghost hunters really because i didn't have cable before that and i'm like oh sweet that's really why she moved in with <laughs> yes, me yes because you had cable, cable. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, but now it's kind of exploded. So, I mean, have you got like, like, what was it like for you guys? Cause it's almost like you're a volunteer group that's around before the hype. And then did you see like a lot of other groups kind of pop up after that? Did you see like other people getting into it? Yeah, we did. We saw a lot of them pop up and, uh, what kind of slowed us down was building a new website, which now all we have is just a Facebook page. We haven't really got into an actual website since then. Yeah. But it's amazing how much it changed. And one thing that we never did, and it's funny that people do this, these, some of these paranormal groups charge you to come and investigate your place. And we still don't. I was just wait, I'm like, wait a second. You're telling me that there are groups that will do it for free? Because all I've ever known is groups that charge. <laughs> yeah, no. You I know, mean, we always, we, we've always done it for free. It's just oh. over in the paranormal. We didn't want, you know, hey, if we can go to a cool place and maybe run into something. I mean, we got, that's what was cool when we, 
we were on, in fact, on our Facebook page, we have the video of the two times we were on KSL on the news, and we were on uh, Channel 4, which is a local news channel here on the news, because we did, uh, there's a train depot out in Arkton, Utah, and we investigated the train depot, and so we got a couple, of, we got a couple of news interviews out of that when we were, at, when we were very active. Some of the buildings we've investigated are gone now because there was an old heat hospital out in Lehigh, Utah that was really haunted. They finally tore it down. It was bad though. I was one that just the building scared me because it was so run down. I mean, you'd lean up against walls and it, they'd almost collapse on. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at that point you it's may want to It's not the ghosts that are yeah, scary, it's the, it's the physical building, <laughs> you know. Yeah. That, you know, there was a lot of places like that that were pretty scary to to go and investigate. So let me ask you how you so, feel about the the new technology behind ghost hunting because we, some of it I like some of it I don't yeah like. that's what I'm because I know there's so much and I don't know like what you have or have access to but I'm wondering like what you like what you don't like well I like the meters that where you can uh, you know the different meters that you know you can for, for magnetic magnetic forces and stuff because I've seen when you get in an area where there's a lot of activity. They work. I don't like the ones. One of the shows used, I forget which one. I think it's, they use this thing that makes really, it's really noisy. And then they listen to it and they hear a few sounds in the background. It's like, I don't even know why, how, what, how they came up with an idea like that. Hey, you know, that's <laughs> funny because like, we were, is, we were just watching, um, ghost adventures. I think that's and the one, yeah. That was the first time we saw that thing. And yeah, it's like a little speaker and it, it almost sounds like a really loud, like ultrasound. It's like, and then they hear something, yeah. and it, but it's you're right. It's so loud. Like, it's distracting. You know, all we ever did was leave uh, voice recorders and let them record. And sometimes we got stuff. Sometimes, we, in fact, when we went with Pat, we were up at the Salt Lake City Cemetery and was one of their guys recorded a blood-curdling scream. Oh, that's Damn. so cool. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, that was our... That was we our, don't know where it came from. Yeah, that know? was our I mean, first time up. Anywhere near where that recorder was at. Yeah, and that's, I, neat. that's also the Salt Lake City uh, Cemetery, too, where there is the tombstone that we went and saw, which is the little girl, which was, it says, Victim of the Beast, 666. Yeah. yeah. What? Lily Gray. There you go. So what's and the story? Still there and that's the Victim of the Beast, 666. So how did she die? Uh, nobody really knows the true story behind it. It's all rumors. Oh, that yeah. is the creepiest thing yeah. ever. And I, I almost like it better that there is no story behind it. Like, that makes yeah. it even creepier. I wonder, how do you think it was? Because, you know, Utah and, and the Salt Lake City area is, you know, synonymous with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. What is it like being a paranormal group in kind of... A, a society. Which I was going to ask that, but I didn't know if that would be like overstepping. No, 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 no. But I that's why I'm a... glad you were. You're asking. <laughs> uh, you're fine. There's some people that, believe it or not, in the church that are very accepting. There's others. Uh, you're devil worshippers and all that stuff, which we're not. You know, <laughs> we're just interested in the paranormal and why. You know, trying to investigate why it's there. And, I mean, the worst thing about losing our website, we did the, uh, an old train depot up in Brigham City that's not even operational anymore, and we actually got a video of a figure walking across. But it was on the website, and we lost it. 
Oh my God! I am so. We have to get AJ to build. I was just gonna say, um, JenClarkMedia.com. I can build you a website, but that I cannot imagine like having all that stuff up and then losing it. That's devastating. Because and like you've got to remember too, just to kind of set. I mean, I know I'm I'm dating people, but you know this is 2004. Cell phone cameras. You know, yeah. This we were not going out with an iPhone. We were not going out. I mean, uh, we had Pat and I went ghost hunting in Kentucky. We, well, we were very broke radio people and we had no equipment. So we bought a bunch of equipment and then returned Returned it when we got home because we were so broke. But like that you didn't have a a camera phone. Yeah. You didn't have any of that stuff. So like when Rusty is saying we had a voice recorder, like it wasn't we were hitting record on a voice memo. We were literally, you know, having a a, a recorder, setting it down. We would then upload um, that and listen to it in real time. Oh my gosh. To try to hear something. And then like you would say, Rusty, you'd listen to it and then you'd find something like the blood curdling scream. Right in the middle of it. Yeah. from the cemetery. Yeah, that's what you do. I mean, we didn't have... Most of the equipment we had, we had like EMF detectors. Our biggest upgrade was when we bought a video system where we could put video cameras all over and we could sit, somebody could sit on a screen and watch. We only had four cameras, but they could at least watch four different things going on all the time. But we still used video record, regular video recorders and cameras. And then it was a lot of... That was the biggest thing was the time it takes to sit down and go through all that stuff after a ghost hunt. You well, know, they don't it, show that on those ghost hunting shows. You literally spend hours going through everything, listening to the EVP. And, well, even now, I would imagine that you, I mean, all those ghost hunting shows, you know, they do have this amazing new technology. But still, if you set up a camera and let it run for eight hours, That's just to eight catch hours, the, you got to watch still even now in 2021, you got to sit and watch it and you got to listen to it for eight straight hours. And yeah, yeah, you're right. They don't show that on TV. They just show the little snippets that they found, you know, 12 hours later. Yeah. So I want to just, you know, uh, send a shout to you guys for kind of really getting me back in. Cause after that, I went on to, I, I did a quick spot on the sci-fi show, um, Ghost Hunters, the, the actual show. Um, but you pretty much credit this group for really getting you into the, they, the whole ghost hunting they, thing. They reignited me. They really did. And We were talking about, we're like, we should do something. You know, he, he always jokes about being on Ghost Hunters. He, I don't know if you knew, but yeah. uh, I was on Ghost Hunters on Sci-Fi. And I said, we should do something for the podcast for yeah. Halloween. And then I remember. But I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Well, no, but, something else. but I remember when we first got together, one of the things that came up was that you had gone ghost hunting. And I thought that was so cool. And that was a huge point of conversation. Yeah. So like that, and I mean, attracted me a little more yeah. to you that you were well, into and, it. But that well, was one of the first things we ended up talking about at length was your your uh, Salt Lake City ghost And you got to understand this whole group, this whole group that I met and became really good friends with, like they were my only friends outside the radio world. Like, yeah. like everyone else was kind of, I just knew through the business. And these were people that I, not only did we, you know, go on together, but you but stayed, you're, you stayed friends. Oh, absolutely, yeah. man. So, I mean, really, honestly, thanks to you and your entire family, Rusty. I mean that. Yeah, but we still do it. It's just like, not as much. Uh, life's changing, you know, people are getting different jobs, you know, so because it, it, it takes a lot of time. And that, that kind of affects some of them being able to be as involved as they once were. Well, and everyone's grown up. I mean, man, you're you're like a grandfather now. You got, you know, the kids got kids and those kids are in high school. I mean, you know, time time marches on, right? That's right. That's right. Well, uh, this is Rusty Carroll 
currently of the Utah, is it paranormal? Paranormal, yeah. Utah Paranormal Investigation. There you go. Utah Paranormal Investigation. And we'll share that Facebook page on say, ours. Yeah. I'm sorry, the meta page. The, yeah, shut up. Whatever that is. <laughs> Facebook. Uh, but 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 I mean, well, yeah, because if anyone's in Utah, these are guys to, to talk to if uh, you want to. And they don't charge. And they don't charge, <laughs> which is nice. But, but uh, really, I mean, shout out, Rusty, to you, your wife, all your uh, beautiful daughters and your beautiful family. And I'm so glad that we're still in contact and that we had a chance to sit down and talk today. Yeah, I appreciate you calling me. I'll have to do it more often. I have to talk to Rusty more often. Yeah. I'll just call you like, you know, <laughs> off, off the podcast and we'll just, just, bitch. just shoot the shit. Listen, me and Rusty, we'll sit here. We'll, we'll, we'll bitch about politics. We'll, we'll do all the fun things in life. So, all right, Rusty, love you guys so much. Thank you so much for Thanks, uh, coming Rusty. on today. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, 945 here at Moving 92.5. Pat Clark with you on a gray Thursday morning. I live in Seattle, Washington. I am a radio host at KQMV Moving 92.5. Moving 92.5. It is uh, 956. I got to go. Say bye-bye. I love my work. I mean, I get up sure at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I'm up for everyone else, but my day's also over by noon. So it gives me a lot of time to hang out and experience the city. So it, it does have its own flavor. I think I'd make a good ghost hunter just because my experience with all the audio programs would be a huge asset to TAPS. And obviously, I also kind of have the outspoken mentality. You're sexy and you know it. Clap your hands. I can't believe it, folks. Write it down. She actually... Uh, wants to speak to me about my ghost hunters experience. Now, of course, for those who do not know, I was a uh, cast member for the Ghost Hunters television show when it was on Sci-Fi. I think it's back. It's on like a new. Yeah, Sci-Fi is not even a channel anymore. Is no, it, it is. is yeah. it? Like okay. they changed the spelling. When I was uh, on yeah. it, it was first. Oh, now it was S-C-I-F-I. Yeah, now and then they changed it S-Y-F-I. But I was on Ghost Hunters in 2007. Okay, it was Halloween 2007. I applied. It was called Hunt for the Hunter. Hunt for the Hunter. Uh, oh, in fact, hold on. We have we have audio of, of uh, Josh Gates. Hold. Welcome back, everybody. It is Halloween night. This 180,000 square foot abandoned tuberculosis hospital here in Louisville is the staging ground for Ghost Hunters Live 2007 investigation. We are right now watching the hunt for the hunters, the finalists in the search for a new member of TAPS. We've seen two of them tonight already. We are going to look now at our third finalist. His name is Pat Clark. We're going to learn a little bit about who he is and where he comes from before we see his investigation tonight inside Waverly. There you go, the man behind the mop. That's my name. Like my Josh Gates. Yeah. Um, so there was a contest. Yeah, you entered, and they 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 casted people to, to be on the show. I was one of the people on the show. Uh, so, one, I didn't get to spend my first Halloween with my son. Uh, that was that was a little, um, a little weird. His first Halloween, me not being there. Spoiler alert, he dressed up in a onesie that looked like a monkey and went to bed and at like 6 p.m. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you, you know. didn't really miss much. You know how it is when you're a parent with your first kid. You feel like you got to fucking be there for I, He was too little to even take trick or treat. Like, he couldn't even eat candy. He didn't eat candy. No. Yeah, the candy would have been for you. Oh, you know? It was for me. We did go trick or treating, and that was my candy. So, listen. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. We've never really talked a lot about it because AJ also entered the contest and she was a little upset and by a little upset, probably a lot of upset 
that I had gotten casted over her. It was a really weird, like we were both, this is one of the things we connected with when we got together at first was our love of the paranormal and ghost hunting and and stuff like that. And when we moved to Seattle, we were watching Ghost Hunters and they were talking about this hunt for the hunters. So I entered a video and I remember telling Pat about it when he, because I, we, I was, you know, I was postpartum depressed, very much so. I was in a city 28 hours from family with a baby. This was the only exciting thing in my life at that time. So I was stoked. Like, because at the time, on paper, it looked like Pat was living the dream. Like, like Pat got this morning radio show. In Seattle. In Seattle, he's making all this money. And again, you know, it's like looking behind the uh, Facebook post. It really was terrible. He had a horrible time My there. boss was did mental damage to me. Uh, the money wasn't worth it. it. What it did to my career wasn't worth it. But on paper, you were thinking, well, motherfucker, you know, I, uh, this guy who I just had this baby with drags me across the country to Seattle. He's got everything going on. And now on top of that, he... Well, had- so he comes home from work one day and I tell him, I'm like, oh, I submitted my yeah. video. And he goes... I'm going to do it too. He goes, oh, I'll send one too. And then we both forgot about it until one day, Pat gets a phone call from a friend. Well, not a friend. I got a call from NBC Universal. Oh, was it from NBC Universal? It was from New York City. I was hoping it was a New York City radio station. (laughs) Get me out of here. I was hoping that I was getting hired away. I'm like, oh my God, please. (laughs) Coast to coast, get me out of here. Um, But he got a call from a producer who said, you're one of the finalists. And... We couldn't really figure out how it happened because you're supposed to market yourself. You were supposed to share your video and say, vote for me, vote for me. It, it was, was based on, it was supposed to listen, be based on votes. Listen, it, it wasn't. It was the very first incarnations of companies trying to get you to go to their website. Yes. We started this making. 2007. This is 2007. So we're starting to make money off ads. We're starting to sell websites. So look, it was a who's go. Just like every fucking radio station contest you hear that ends with go to the app or website. That's just to get a click. So yeah, that so click that, adds into a lot of clicks so they can sell and those they can clicks. sell a commercial on it. So this was like the first time they're like, how can we get a bunch of people to go to our website? Easy. Everyone enter, send a video, which by the way, wasn't easy. No. This was 2007. We didn't have, I mean, when I mean iPhones just came out, I think the very first iPhone, which if you remember, were like fucking $1,500 yeah. or something. People were not recording videos all the time. So you, you know, had to have a little bit of savvy to be able to record a video and upload it. But this was, they were and, like. And you couldn't really do much with it. I mean, it was like, you you could do it on a real camera, but that would involve like a lot of equipment that most people didn't have didn't to have upload it. So like mine was on a webcam in our bedroom. So like, it was, it wasn't yeah, so any, was mine. Yeah. yeah, neither one of them were exciting at all. It was just us sitting in front of a computer. So, you know, I get this phone call. They say you're a finalist, right? And yeah, AJ's like, well, how, how does that work? I thought people were supposed to vote. And if you weren't telling people, and it's because, shocker, folks, reality TV is bullshit. Yeah. I don't know how else to tell you this. Your votes don't count. Uh, it's all casted, right? And I was one of three people who they cast. To be finalists, to, yeah. To be a finalist, right? I mean, they took all of our videos and they said, in, in theory, it was, tell your friends to go to our website and vote for you. Which I did not do. We didn't tell anybody to vote for us because we didn't give shit. So the fact that they said he yeah. had like the most votes were like, that's, I feel like that's impossible. Well, I thought it's because I'm awesome. AJ, because she was postpartum depressed and really hated me at that time, was like, it's all rigged and you're a terrible person. I did not she say was you're a terrible person. She was very upset at me about Do not it. start putting words in my <laughs> mouth over here. My God. Um, 14 years ago. Oh, it was a rough 14 years ago. But I remember I got cast on the show. So one, AJ was already kind of like, Fuck you. 
for a little bit, yeah. For getting cast on it, right? And there was even a point where I think I was like, do you want me not to do it? Like, yeah. I think I was going to call in and cancel because it was really, it was causing that big of a disturbance in our relationship where I'm like, if I'm not going to fucking throw this over the edge to be on reality TV, right? So I end up uh, doing the show. They call you. They say, hey, can you come out to uh, Waverly Hills? which is in Louisville, Kentucky. Well, remember, the, first they came to our apartment and filmed. Well, yeah, but that's when was, we're yeah. setting everything up. Yeah. So they tell me what I have to do. They say, hey, we're going to fly you out here on Halloween from Seattle down to Louisville. Uh, you're going to be on the show. We'll put you up for a couple days in a hotel. So I have to get all that straight with, yeah. like, you know, my boss and all this shit. And then they say, we're going to send a camera crew out to Seattle to shoot like a vignette, right? Because they, they want to have... They want to like, introduce you. They yeah. want the package, right? It's, it's like American Idol when yeah. they say, and we went down to Seattle to check in with Patrick. Um, I'll tell you, you will never clean your apartment oh, as hard as you do when you find out there's a reality TV yeah. show coming to your place. It was... Uh, Remember, we didn't even have a... We, had, we didn't even have a bed. We had a mattress yeah, on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember them closing the curtains... And telling you to set your alarm on your, like, it wasn't on your phone because it was 2007. Yeah, that's right. We had regular alarms. It was a physical alarm clap that went, eh, 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 And they're like, set, we want you to set off your alarm so it looks like you're waking up for work. Because they're like, oh, you wake up early. Yeah, and- it was just so funny because we didn't know how all this worked. Yeah. It was really kind of neat. And like, you know, they shot all day and it eventually was whittled down to like 60 seconds. You it was know? so fast. It was very fast. And I sound like a total douchebag in it because I'm like, oh, I, I, I have a major market morning show. Which who the fuck understands what major market morning show means besides radio people. But I was just such a fucking asshole where I'm like, I have this major market morning show and I have a great girlfriend and son. And if I could win the hunt for the hunter, I'll be even better. And I'm like, no wonder everyone hated me because well, I came off like a pompous asshole. But that's what they wanted. We've I talked guess. about that for years on end. They wanted somebody to be the pompous asshole. I guess that's me. And it became you. So uh, my favorite part of this story, yes. before we even get into it. Before, is, yeah, before we're, we're even at the show. Before what? we're even at the show. Um, I, I remember going shopping for you for yes. an outfit and we yeah. went to a super target in, was it Renton? Yeah. Washington? It, was, it was a little bit North, just of us, North yeah. of Seattle. We went to a super target and like, cause you know, I'm making six figures. Where do we go shop for, for my clothes to, to be on national TV? Super target. Yeah. yeah super target. Dude. You can, listen, you super can super target is super you target. You can man. give a cheap Polak a fucking good job with a big fat paycheck. You're still a cheap Polak. Hell yeah, baby. man. You never lose it. So we went shopping for him and. And we, that, that was the same night we got our son's first Halloween costume. We got him a little monkey costume. Yeah. But we got Pat this um, this cool, like, army uh, green jacket and this really cute graphic tee to go underneath it. And did you end up wearing that on the show? <sighs> no, because, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I think this is one of the funniest stories that you have to tell it. Why every, didn't you and, wear that cute outfit? And I wasn't that pissed off about it, but. Um, one of the other contestants was because she was a female. You can imagine y'all probably plan out that outfit oh, a little bit more. That's a that's got a that's a night that's nightmare fuel. <laughs> when we had come and did the show, we did a rehearsal because it was a live show, right? Yeah. This wasn't like a like a pre taped Ghost Hunters episode. No, this, this was a live like you know seven to midnight yeah. or I, something. I, I was, I, I, and oh, I it was like two a.m. They've stopped doing them now because I think they realize they're fucking boring. Oh, they are terribly boring. Yeah. Um, but they would do this big six hour. Halloween night, Ghost Hunters live broadcast. So as you can imagine with live TV, you got to do some kind of rehearsal. It's not all reality. So we were doing rehearsals the night before. And at the end of it, um, 
one of the production assistants goes, okay, so everyone, um, listen, uh, these are the same outfits we're going to be wearing tomorrow. So if you need them clean, just get them to um, us by the end of the night and we'll have them dry clean for tomorrow. And so it turns out they were shooting during your rehearsal. Yes, they were shooting some things during the rehearsal that were going to be airing the next during night. the live show. So you couldn't change your outfit. And nobody apparently told, no one you told guys us. that. And uh, of course, me, I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. The female with us, Deanna, Deanna Hoffman. She was from Santa Claus, Indiana. Yeah. Home to Jay Cutler. You guys didn't know. Really? Yeah, Jay Cutler is from Santa Claus. Um, But she fucking flipped. Yeah. Because she's wearing just like regular jeans and some white top. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean? We're wearing, I have to wear this to like, she lost her shit. And they're like, yeah, sorry. You know, you were wearing a gray sweatshirt. I was wearing a gray. You still have that, don't you? Yeah. You still wear that quite a bit. Yeah. I love that sweatshirt. It's one of my sweatshirts. It's busted as hell now. But yeah, I, I, that was just one of my favorite stories. So (laughs) listen, let's get down to this. AJS questions. And I'm going to look, I'm going to keep it real with you guys, man. Uh, I don't think we were really talking much when I was on the show. No, you we weren't. Mo- you moved out. Yeah. You were gone. I was back in Wisconsin by the time the show was on. I watched it at my parents' house. You had left Seattle and gone back to Wisconsin with the baby. So I was by myself. And I don't even know if we were talking a lot like like that night. Maybe a few No, we texts. were. No, we, we I don't remember talked a lot. lot. We did talk a lot. But it, it was a really odd fucking time for us. Yeah, it was just, I mean, a cross-country move, a new baby, a new relationship. It was hard. It was hard for everybody. So um, I wouldn't say that we weren't talking, but... It was strained. We, it was strained. And, and, and I, I do remember us talking about it a lot right when you got back. But ever since then, it's just been a running joke. Like, like when, you just don't talk about it because it was such a bad time in our lives. And But and, it's still, and I can recognize it, it's such a cool thing to talk about. Yeah, I suppose so. So yes, I know you don't think it's cool, but I'm- well, I don't because also not only was like again like the personal side of it, the behind the scenes, the personal side of it was just kind of fucked me up, um, our relationship. But then you know his experience on my, the show, my experience turned into a complete yes. clusterfuck. <laughs> Unfortunately, then my experience on this show ended up I was kind of bullied on camera by some of the cast members, which then in turn riled up the fans. And I think someone made a death threat on someone. It was a big to do. Not on you. Not on me, but like on one of the on cast members. On one of the cast members that was giving them shit. Yeah, it they're, was like, bad. they're like, they're like, we're going to come fucking hunting you down, lady. I'm like, don't say that shit. So um, we've never really talked a lot in depth. And AJ's like, you know what? For this podcast, you should let me like question you. Yeah, I have questions. So if you would like to interview me, go ahead. First question. Hold on. What publication are you with? I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm with one of the big three news companies. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a news writer. Go ahead. Um, okay. Uh, what were, did they give you rules when you got there? Like what you could and could not do? Don't swear. That's it. That's it. Wow. It was very, as far as like what, um, no, I mean, it was like you were assigned kind of again, and we were just a very small part of this big six hour long broadcast, right? So there's big six hour long broadcast and they literally had all types of fucking guests. They had like a couple guys from the WWE were there. That's right. There were, um, uh, Josh Gates, who's, who at the time was a host of another sci-fi show. He yeah. was there as like the guest host. So it really was meant to kind of elongate. So we, well, and the idea behind the hunt for the hunter was, they were going to pick one of these three finalists yes. to be on the show permanently. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I don't even think they ever, they ever said permanently, but it was kind of implied that, hey, 
we're hunting for the next hunter. And it's going to be one of these three. So we were kind of pumped up as like, here are these three people. And they're going to join us tonight, and then you guys can vote. Again, this whole fictitious... Yeah, the fictitious voting. The fictitious voting thing on a website, which is meant to get clicks. Um, You know, they're like, you guys will vote. Um, Who will be the next hunter? So while it was never explicitly said, like, they're going to join the show, or they're going to be added, or whatever, it was very implied, like, who's going to win this? So what I'm saying is... And it wasn't you. It wasn't me. (laughs) But they were very much like when we did the rehearsals, like, okay, you guys are kind of just going to be here for this and then go chill for a long time. And then you're going to end up going with them and them. And, you know, there was no like fucking anything like I what, was just picturing like conversation like, or nothing like 20 like pages of rules or no, something like no, that. No, no, no. Um, I, I know I started asking him this last night and then I said, wait, don't answer. We'll talk about it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, of course I want to know because we know reality TV is and ho- always has been bullshit. Yeah. Did you see anything? Um, in rehearsal. Okay. In rehearsal. Where and what well, was it? I think first off, we have to set up again where we were. We were Waverly Hills uh, in Louisville, Kentucky. And Waverly Hills, known for being one of the most haunted spots in our country, it is a former tuberculosis sanitarium. So um, it's kind of funny as we're in the middle of another pandemic. Right. Oh, my um, God. You know, tuberculosis, which we once again have eradicated because of vaccines, um, was ravaging the country. And you were basically fucked if you got TB. Yeah. And they, they would, didn't know how to treat it. They didn't know how to treat it. So what they do is they'd send you to this place, Waverly Hills, which is this huge, like almost hospital, right? Very, it was a hospital. Yeah, yeah. Secluded, back up on a hill because they're afraid of other people getting sick. And they would just try whatever. I mean, I'm talking just fresh air therapy. Yeah. When they would just wheel you outside. To like they try- called it like the solarium. Like yeah. they would they would wheel you out just yeah. to get fresh air to help you breathe. Or they would try experimental shit, like trying to put fucking balloons in your lungs and like blow them up. Like it was. I think l- it's so cute that people are complaining uh, about the experimental vaccines I, yeah, now. I know, right? Why don't we talk about the experimental yeah. shit back then? <laughs> so um, <laughs> it was basically a place you went to to die. Yeah, and they so- had tunnels. So, yeah, so when you have a massive amount of death, I, I forget the exact number. Someone can Google that it's shit. It's in the thousands but, or something like that. So you got a whole bunch of concentrated death from a concentrated disease, right? Uh, they had what is called a body shoot. Now, they thought during um, this time that it would be not good for morale, a.k.a. the patients, to see the amount of bodies that were, yeah. that were being shipped out. So what they did was they had this um, tunnel kind of made that went out the backside of the hospital down to a train track. And so it became affectionately known as the body chute because you would bring bodies down this tunnel, they would load them up on the train, and they would take them to be incinerated. Yeah. Because it's TB, right? Like, we're just fucking burning everything. You don't get a burial. So messed up. So you have a place that is, you know, it's sad, right? Like, I mean, it would be if we would have had, like, you know, I mean, it's on the same... um, I mean, if if we had AIDS hospitals, right, where, like, say, back in the 80s, before we had any yeah, anything, any treatment, anything, we'd say, well, you get AIDS, we're going to send you there, and just, you're probably going to die. So you think, yeah, this place probably has concentrated sadness and energy and death and all this shit. So what so, did you see? Um, so that's kind of the place, right? So we are to kind of set you up what it is, and it's abandoned now and all that shit. Or it's owned, but there's nothing. It's in it. owned, but a man. There's yeah, no, yeah. It's not like it's in any it's, kind of. It's a good ghost show. tours and a haunted house. Yeah. So um, on rehearsal day, um, we did the rehearsals, which is really much more about being able to get back to your mark on time sure. during live TV. Yeah. 
And I got sent up with two of the the female cast members, which I was kind of bummed about because they weren't main cast members. Like no, I was, I was, it wasn't like Jason and Grant. Yeah, I was hoping to be with like you know or Steve, Steve or like you yeah. know one of the main guys. I'm like, oh, okay, they're so, not going to pair you with a dude. no. So they paired me with uh, these two females, and we went up to wherever we were. I believe it was what's the one with the 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 fucking nurses where the nurse hung herself. Oh, that's like the top floor, isn't top it? Floor. Yeah. We're on that top floor doing our thing, and you're acting like you're doing the live show. So yeah. we're doing the show, and literally, as I kind of like, you know, look down the hall a, a little bit, like I see um, a shadow of, you know, some kind of a figure kind of just, it, like it was peeking out around a corner. And, oh! Like just, just awesome. kind of went back. Did you say anything? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I said, did you guys just see that down there? And they're like... No, let's check it out. So I'm like, fine. So you like, you walk towards it. Yeah. Like, I mean, we were doing it like that's what you do in the real show. You yeah. wouldn't stop and run away. The like, shitty part go is, though, it. by the time you get there, it's gone. Well, yeah, almost always. every time. But like, <laughs> you go there and then you have the EVP meters yeah. and, and you do all this. So, yeah, the only thing, and I was, God damn it, I could have used that on the live show because I was being eviscerated by these two bros. Um, they basically, <laughs> without getting too much into it, they, they basically went after him for just being a radio DJ. They're yeah. like, oh, so you're just here for like publicity they compared me to ryan seacrest Ugh. they said oh you're you're trying to be like like ryan seacrest that like was right that was right when ryan seacrest went from being a radio guy to like the host of american it he was just the and then he, thing he had just taken over media yeah. in general so they were that's that's the only reason it had nothing to do yeah. with the paranormal they just they just gave him shit the entire time yeah they're like oh you you just want to be on 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 tv and all this shit the same could have been said for them but oh, you know fuck. i digress i know so yeah so i the actual night of the taping when we were doing the show um, no, can't say anything went down, but the night of the rehearsal, I definitely saw some kind of a, a shadow or something. Did they stage anything or did you see them stage anything? Um, the only person that I saw, um, openly kind of admit, um, to, to acting would be the wrestler. Um, oh yeah. And it was because, and he kind of like, again, and why I love wrestlers cause they're performers, professional wrestlers. He like basically cut the promo like, you know, whenever I forget his fucking name, it was something like the Black Pope or some shit. He's like, you know, when the Black Pope is on camera, I always keep it entertaining for the fans, you know, because he was like one of the first guys that they featured. And he had this big moment where he's like, oh, what was that? you know, like did the whole so fucking it, thing. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, okay. well, so I mean, not not like blatantly, you know, like, hey, I'm going to say that something was over there. But I mean. That guy was kind of acting. I can tell you that um, Steve, there was another guy, I forgot his name. Steve and another dude, they were paired up with one of um, the other contestants. Okay. Um, this guy that I'm still friends with out in Philly, right? And uh, he said that they were like, because you know in your ear when you're on camera, because it's, yeah. it's a live show. It's not like taping so where they're So you have an earpiece. So, or, or like the cameraman, like, cause you have two people with you. You have a camera and sound person yeah. and then you. So the camera and sound person would say, okay, they're going to come to you in like one minute. So you'd start getting ready. Yeah. So they, he was telling me about how Steve and the other guy were like totally fucking off until it was time until to go Until the on second camera. it was time to go So on they're basically camera. fucking off, making jokes, dicking off. And then it would go from, Hey guys, you're gonna be on in 30. And they're like, all right, all right, all right. Huh. Do you hear that? <laughs> 
Like, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I wouldn't say, and I know there's all these fucking YouTube videos out there of, of people like debunking ghost hunters a show. And sure, they, yeah. they, they have all these like moments of, look, they, they moved something. Yeah, but you got to remember this was back in 2007. This before is what, all that, right? This was before we yeah. started to lose trust in reality TV. We, <laughs> yeah, were, right. we were all still so You're deep still into in, it. Yeah. Um, what was... <laughs> I'll ask you a nice question first. Go ahead. What was the best part of the experience for you? Best part of the experience? Oh, fuck. What was the best part of the experience? That's tough. That's tough because I should have an easy answer for that. Um, The two friends that I made. That's cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The worst part? <laughs> um, All of it. I feel so bad saying that. I it, it, it's, it ruined the show for me. Um, I really couldn't watch a show again after that. So I, we haven't watched it since it's kind of, um, the same thing where don't meet your heroes. Yes. Uh, sometimes because like I met Adam Levine, he was my hero (laughs) from Maroon five and then he wasn't the nicest person. So yeah, don't meet your heroes. It ruins it. I, yeah, I don't, I love Paul McCartney. I don't want to meet him. Yeah. All right. I I love him. I have heard he's pretty amazing though. He has, but I still can't risk it. (laughs) Can't Don't risk, risk it. it. Can't fucking risk it. I'm not going to lie. I have a I have like a sunken spot in my heart for Adam Levine because I've loved Maroon 5 yeah. for so long. And then I met him. I'm like, oh, um, but yeah, I mean, the, I mean, unfortunately, there is just a lot of kind of bad wrapped into it because one, I mean, at the core of it, you know, I feel like it caused a lot of tension between you and me personally. Um, I think um, like. Uh, it made me look like an asshole on TV. Yeah, and that's why I was even hesitant to ask you because the fallout from it was so yeah. long and drawn out. I mean, we were, it was, it was what, like a month? I'd say a solid month of fallout from it that people were like so mad at these girls for just yeah. ripping you to shreds on TV. And really, nobody was against you. They no, just no, were no, like, no. They, but they're I like, just, these bitches. I just didn't like being wrapped up in it because I don't want anything to happen to anyone over fucking me. No. And, and the only reason why people were pissed off was because, in essence, the point of the whole contest was to bring the fan, the viewer, the person who you know makes yeah. the show what it is, to bring them into it, right? Yeah. And so we three, the three contestants... We represented them. So when those girls attacked you, attacked people me, felt like they were attacking them. Yeah, people feel like, well, fuck, this is what it would be like if I went on a ghost hunt with these people. They're just going to make fun of me. Yeah. You know, and, and look, to his credit, um, Grant, after, because like we did all of our segments and then there's, you know, a quote unquote, everyone go vote on who you want yeah, to, wow. to be the next hunter. And then by the end of the show, they say, all right, three contestants, we need you. So we're like, all right, this is where they say who won. Yeah. And at this point, like, it's even weirder because I'm trying to think in my head because we didn't know what it was going to be. My worst case scenario was that I won. And got, like, permanently cast And on got the show. casted because I didn't know how I would tell you. Well, and they I also. I thought you'd fucking leave me. I said, if I tell her that I, that I got casted on Ghost Hunters. I said, I don't fucking know if our relationship can handle it. And, you know, full honesty at that point, I was just concerned because 
your ego was not who you were at the time, yeah. but you know, you got, you had gotten what most radio people consider your dream job in radio yeah. is in a huge city doing mornings. And you had that. And, and it was terrible, right? Yeah. Like, like that was supposed to make me happy and was, no, it was fucking awful. was ter- uh, terrible. Um, and yeah, I was just afraid of what it would do to your ego because when your ego gets pumped up, yeah. you either become awesome or you become uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. And I said, if he ends up on TV permanently, I'm scared. So, um, so and, but, but like he said, we weren't clear on what it meant if you won. Yes. So and I think it was, I think it was <laughs> sci-fi was doing that on purpose. They're like, they didn't really tell you what it meant if you won. And were you a permanent cast member? But to kind of get to where I was going with that, when they announced like who was the winner and it uh, was not me, um, as we were walking back, uh, Grant, who I believe isn't even on the show anymore. I think he, he left. It's like Jason now. Didn't he get sick? He had cancer or something. Yeah. But Grant, as we were walking back, said, hey, man, he's like, you know, we we didn't expect him to like, you know. Uh, Filet you on live yeah, TV? Yeah, they're, they're like, we didn't we, like we didn't ask him to like do that or anything. Like, they, it, like it so, so he made it a point yeah. to, to say, hey, dude, like we didn't like we didn't set you up. Because it didn't even really because I watched it live from my parents' house yeah. and I was there with one of my best friends and we, we had like taco dip. Oh, we I'm made so a big. sorry. You guys made a fucking party out of it. I'm so sorry. We were so excited for you, though. <laughs> and I felt I felt so special that he was like texting me in between segments. I'm like, I'm texting with the guy on TV. Like yeah. I felt. I felt it was exciting, but um, I remember by the end, we looked at each other and said, that wasn't even really about the ghost hunt for him. Like, no, you didn't really get to do everyone else did. The paranormal Deanna invest- did. Mark got yeah, to. Mark ended to. up winning. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. And, and, which and he, by, was, he was a cop, wasn't he? Yeah. Mark at the time, he was a Philadelphia warrant officer. So he had these great stories of like fucking kicking in the doors of crack houses to like serve warrants. But he ended up. Um, "Quote unquote winning, and the real win was you got to do one more episode. You have with to, them. yeah, you get to come back for one episode. Like they got to come back to one episode, which was um, by all. I mean, he told me because we all kept in touch. All, all like I said, the three of us. So you guys right? still keep yeah. in touch, yeah. Um, he told me about how different of an experience it was doing that show because it wasn't. He goes, you know, the the live show is a fucking circus. Yeah, I mean, it's like." A it's gajillion a yeah. people from from network and local. Yeah. He's like filming a regular episode with them because it was like four of us. Yeah. Like it was a few, and that was kind of cool. But um, but yeah. But then, like, even after you know, after this entire this huge campaign happened online to get Pat like back on the show yeah. because of the terrible experience <laughs> he had, and at one point. You got a phone call, and they said they were going to bring you back for the sh- another show, and they never did. Yeah, yeah. And that really pissed me off, because yeah. I'm like, you sketchy-ass motherfucker. Like, don't say they you're going to do that. something and then not do it. I did an episode of um, their internet radio show basically to call people off. Um, yeah, they from, said, yeah, they they didn't even care. No. I don't think about you. They wanted you to call the call off the goon squad. Yeah, they're like, listen, because one of the, the two women who was you know not so nice to me taught, like, paranormal classes at their center in Rhode Island and they had gotten threats like I'm going to come to the next class and fucking put one in you. That's crazy. I know. So I was on this internet radio show like listen that's it's not that serious guys. Like no one needs to invoke violence over. I'm like yeah. This was like the days of MySpace too. Like it's a lot easier to incite violence on social media nowadays. Back then. Could you you imagine? You had to really work 
to like we we didn't like enlist people to do this. They just did it on their own. Could you imagine like today with Twitter? And no, Instagram? it would be terrible. Somebody oh, would be dead. My God, somebody would be dead. Whole, I mean, I can't. I wouldn't be able to handle what they'd say about me. No, because I'm sure they'd be like the people would fucking tear me. Yeah. Apart. But, uh, oh, yeah, that's that. What else you got? So, uh, <laughs> what else you want to ask? My me? last question. Last question. And I'll probably think of more, but since I live with you, I can ask him whenever I want. Yeah, you can. Um, favorite, favorite cast member? Favorite cast member? Grant. Grant. Hands down. Nicest, realest guy. Probably why he left. Uh, biggest, <laughs> biggest dick, Jason. Um, oh, that sucks. He made, made a gay joke about Josh Gates. And that's before Josh. What? Yeah, that was before Josh. To his face or behind his no, back? No, we were driving. Oh, that's we, even douchier, man. He, it, <laughs> well, God. and here's what's funny about it, right? So when we were ending the show, like the whole thing ends and it's fucking late. It's like five o'clock in the morning. Like this thing. So the actual broadcast night. ended at yeah. like 2.30. So. so we're all going back and they realize like, I don't know, like they're like, who else? We're, we're going back. And like, I was like, oh, I need to go back. So I, I hopped in. And this was like after, like I had to counsel one of the other um contestants because she was so upset that she didn't Aww. win and because she really thought it was like you like on the up and up and she was like oh, putting she, all of her eggs on this she's and, like me adorably naive yeah adorably naive <laughs> and so you know i i kind of helped her out a little bit and then i'm like hey i need a ride back so I, I jumped in and the van was the one with like all the main cast members. okay so it was like jason grant steve and in front of us um there was another van and we're driving out and someone goes, oh, where's Josh? Is is Josh in that front one? Because just to be clear, Josh was not a, a regular cast member on the show. No, Josh Gates. Josh was just the host for that live yeah, episode. Yeah, he had his, I forgot what his show was. Destination Truth. Destination Truth. Oh, yes. such a good show. Yeah. It's such a great, I, I still watch Destination yeah. Truth. And you know, Josh is, he's hosting something else. Now he's, he's going on to have a great, yeah, he's great fabulous. Um, but, but he is a gay man. And I don't know if that time, if he was out or open or, or whatever. But, um, so we were driving out and. Someone goes, I, th- I think it was Grant was like, um, or no, someone else goes, oh, is is Josh in the uh, car in front of us? And uh, Jason goes, well, I don't see a fucking rainbow flag hanging out the side, so probably not. Wow. And that's when, that's when you got to look back from Grant and goes, ears in the car. They were talking about me because I was the only non-core <gasps> person in the car. Oh. He goes, ears in the car. Awkward. Right? How so, awkward for so, you? Which means he would have gone more out of pocket. Oh, yeah. Probably. He probably would have gone on a but, gay bashing rant, except you were in the van. And these are like plumbers from Rhode Island. So should I really be mistaken? You know, it's am, am I really seven? Am I shocked that in 2007, when gay marriage was still illegal, that a plumber from Rhode Island is like, hey, you know what a queer is up there? Yeah. You know, like, no. No, it's not. Unfortunately, it fit into a stereotype. But still. But um, yeah, Grant was by far, I think, the most legit most real um and that was even confirmed to me by my buddy mark who ended up winning and doing another episode because he said like jason and them were out like poon hounding afterwards and he was married at the time with fucking kids oh wow i'm surprised so he was like yeah he's like yeah you know he's like i don't know it got kind of fucking weird because afterwards like they all want to go to the bar and jason's out trying to fucking grab a piece of ass and you know so so yeah i mean over i mean and again i mean that i haven't watched the show since um i haven't even watched my episode um, I watched my segment just and, and and we will if you haven't seen it we post it every Halloween oh, we we'll do. post it on all of our social media oh, sites yeah. 
but, you can um, see our son as yeah. a baby for a split second. <laughs> he but is still, on there. That is, I, I our hate kid. To... Our kid loves that. He loves the fact that he was featured on. Ghost I mean, Wars. it's cool. Like you know, kids nowadays. Yeah. There's a million videos of them as babies on your mom's phone. Back then, still, we didn't. I mean, unless you had a video camera, yeah. you didn't get videos of your baby. So it's it's cool that we have that video. I am going to tell you once again. You can go ahead and watch that little video on uh, our Facebook Meta, whatever the fuck page it is these days. And um, just look at it and listen to all the positivity and smiles and all that shit. And just remember, it was as fucked up and as dark as it could get. So think about that. The next time you're on social media and you see something that just presents itself as, well, these motherfuckers got it all figured out. Trust me. They don't. They probably don't, man. Because that that video looks perfect, right? It does. It makes us look like the perfect cute little family. this cute little downtown Seattle family. And really, I was postpartum depressed. She was like literally fucking moving out. She was like, you're an asshole i'm leaving i mean it was it was insanity it was so listen if you want to see the insanity (laughs) um we'll uh post it up for you or if you want to search for it on youtube it actually is called ghost hunters live poor pat and i didn't even make up that title a fan uploaded yeah we didn't upload this a fan uploaded it like that poor pat that's who i was poor pat happy halloween i was gonna say that concludes the halloween extravaganza episode everybody (laughs) happy halloween don't burn anything on Devil's Night. No. The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.